0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for this
1: Sunday, November eighteenth, twenty twelve. Stepping up through service. Wow, disciple member Sunday, huh? Yeah, yeah. Woo! You know what a what a great day! A day in which uh, some of the uh, people who are part of the congregation here have pledged publicly their uh, their um, well their commitment, their belief, their uh, salvation in Jesus Christ uh, a day in which they've uh, taken vows to step up as a believer of Christ as they support the church through their prayers their presence their gifts their service and their witness that's what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks we will be uh, for the next couple including today today our focus is stepping up through service
0: good morning again connection church. <laughs> My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? All right, got sh- my physical therapist is here, so I just want to show off a little bit. Okay, Jen, keep working me hard, girl. All right. Okay. Would you pray with me, please? God, thank you so much. For today. It's a day that you've made, a day that I rejoice, that we all rejoice. And God, it's not by accident that any one of us are here today. And so we would ask that uh, we get tuned into you and that we hear what you would have to say to each one of us in a unique and special way. God, we give you this time now in Jesus' name, and all of Connection Church said. Amen. 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 We're going to start right off with scripture. Uh, our focus, our first scripture lesson is from Mark chapter 10. The words are on the screen, but if you have your Bible, Mark 10, we're beginning at verse 32. They, and this is Jesus and his disciples, they were on their way up to Jerusalem with Jesus leading the way. And the disciples were astonished while those who followed were afraid. Again, he took the twelve aside and told them what was going to happen to him. "'We are going up to Jerusalem,' he said, "'and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles, who will mock him and spit on him, flog him and kill him. Three days later, he will rise.'" Then, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. What do you want me to do for you, he asked. They replied, let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory.
1: <laughs> yeah. You ever been there where um, maybe you're sharing something with somebody that's very serious very personal, maybe even it's painful. And the next thing out of the other person's mouth, it's like they weren't listening at all because it's all about them. You ever have that happen? Yeah, It's as though they weren't listening, or if they were, your pain didn't cause them to focus on you, but just uh, uh, help them to focus even more intently on their own needs or desires. I, I mean, I've been there. Uh, uh, I've received that, but I've also unfortunately been on the other side as the one who <laughs> didn't appear to be listening. Maybe you've been there too.
0: I can't imagine what Jesus must have thought after Jesus shared this. I mean, poured his heart out, and there was a tragedy really ahead. And here James and John were focused on themselves. And this focus is is really something. Here, here's what it might look like. After you're gone, Jesus, after you've been mocked and spit on and, and killed and after you rise three days later, uh, can you give us the heavenly place right next to you? Can we sit at your, you know, and, and in this place of honor? Hey, one on your right, one on your left, can you, Jesus? I mean, Jesus, you know, you've, you've been healing and doing all this and going, 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 but hey, What about me? What about me? Because this is what I want. I want to be at your left. I want to be at your right. You know, the main concern here is me, Jesus. I mean, can you just kind of imagine that scene?
1: Mm. When the ten disciples heard about this um, request, they became indignant with James and John. Jesus called them together and he said, He said, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them? Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. A
0: few weeks ago, we talked about humility, what it means to be humble, and we gave the example of when a baby comes into the world, I mean, it's all about that baby, you know, she or he, you know, cries about, you know, I need this, I need that, they might not even know what they need, but, you know, they're very self-centered little cutie pies. And as they grow up, as we grow up, we mature and hopefully grow closer to Christ. And the very important learning in this is that we begin to realize it's not all about me, but it's about those around us. It's about those around us. Uh, we aren't here to be served, but we should look around to see who we can serve.
1: Never <coughs> excuse me. Never ceases to amaze me how Jesus uh, takes the natural uh, the traditional way of doing things and flips it 180 degrees. You know, uh, look at an organizational chart, let's say. They're usually two-dimensional, and you have the head of whatever, it be it a company, a church, whatever it is, and then you have higher management, middle management, lower management, and, then the wor- and everything kind of rests on the backs of the workers down here, right? And if you look on two dimensions, you say higher and lower, over and under, and that kind of thing. And basically, Jesus would say, okay, we're going to flip that upside down. And in other words, you are called to serve. If you're going to be in leadership, if you're going to be uh, one at the top, so to speak, you're going to serve those who aren't. You are called, and, then he, and then he goes on to look in the mirror at himself. This is the wildest thing because he says, the son of man... Him uh, came to not be served but to serve and to give his life so that we might be set free. This is the son of the living God who's telling us he came to serve you and me. That's amazing, isn't it? It's it's like, it actually makes you just go, what? What?
0: And so Jesus calls us to serve to serve others. And here's the cool thing about it. We're all in this together. We're in this together as a family of Christ, each and every one of us. And together, we are here to serve God in this place we call Connection Community Church. And here at Connection, we have a mission. I hope that most of you here know the mission. It's to connect people with Jesus and the life of he offers, let's say that again, to connect to people, people with Jesus, Jesus and the life yeah. he offers.
1: Yeah. And, and we serve in order to help connect them, right? We, we serve by using our spiritual gifts, our talents, and hopefully we're doing what we love to do because if we're doing what God has wired us to do, it should connect with us. It should be, you know, crank us up, so to speak. And, um, and uh, as we reach those around us and hopefully connect them, to, to connect with the people uh, who are out there and help them to come in here. That's part of the plan.
0: But here's the thing. The people who come through all the doors of connection, uh, whether it's on Sunday morning or through the week, but especially right now we're talking about Sunday morning, you know, everybody comes in in a different place, especially when we're talking about in the relationship with jesus many of us are in very different spots now some of you have been walking with jesus for years uh you're a fully devoted follower of christ you know you draw the line in the sand and you are you know you're god's guy or you're god's gal
1: yeah and and going along with that uh, you've been part of a church maybe uh, along with that and connecting through that and on the other hand though some some have been away from church and maybe distant from Jesus for a long time. Um, uh, something caused you to stop, uh, maybe going, maybe um, <laughs> maybe it was just boring. <laughs> Sometimes church is like it. You thought, oh, I, just, I can't take it anymore, or maybe the people there were judgmental, or or, or maybe you just got skeptical about this whole Jesus thing. It just Whatever the reason was, uh, you know, maybe you just got away, and people out there, they got away from church, and they, and they just have been gone for a long time. And, 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 and here's what happens, though. Maybe they come here, and, and by coming, they're going to say, I, I give it one more chance. And they might not even know why. But, you know, what is God's drawing them in, saying, try it one more time. And so after this long hiatus, they're, they're willing to stop by once and see if it's changed.
0: We also have people who come through the doors, and it's a significant amount of people who haven't had any church experience at all. They're brand new to church. Now can you imagine like walking into a place like this never coming to a pl- coming to a church before? I mean that really does take guts. It it takes so much guts, but can you imagine coming in there, you know, we're all happy and we're praising and we're do- and hallelujah and this and that and it could seem like a foreign country. It could seem like we're speaking a foreign language, and, and they might feel like an outsider because there's all this insider stuff going on. And we never, ever want to be like that because our mission, our job is to connect with all. We don't want to set barriers up. Connect with all so that we can realize a full relationship with Christ. And, you know,
1: there are a lot of, in between what we've just said, there's a lot of different places where people are in relation to Christ, in relation to the church, and and take into account also just just where we are in our personal lives, and our relationships, and and just all those differences that we come in with, and we're called here to connect people with Jesus and the life that he offers. And boy, that's that's kind of a daunting task, isn't it, when you think about all the diversity and all the challenges but here's the thing first and foremost first and foremost above everything else what we are called to is to be welcoming wouldn't you say if somebody's kind of new the most important thing is to feel welcome uh, you know if we if we look in, in the scripture if we look in hebrews it says welcome the stranger that's what we're called to welcome the stranger
0: that's one of our bedrock beliefs
1: absolutely because that's the first thing people are going to experience. Was I welcome or not? And if they're not welcome, do you think they're going to come back? That would be goofy. You know, it's kind of like at, when we're having guests at our house. We do everything we can, don't we, to, to make them feel welcome. This year, it's a, it's a Thanksgiving at our place, like Carrie's family, Woo. from as far north as Rhode Island, as far south as North Carolina, and place in between, we're going to have guests coming in. And um, let me ask you a question. Thursday's not too far away, right? Do you think the next three days of our lives—let me make this more about Alan—do you think the next three days of my life is going to be business as usual as usual at my house? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. You think we're going to just be taking it easy and sitting back, chilling? for? Th- Do you think we have a freezer full of bonbons just waiting for us for the next three days? Yeah, you get the picture here. Um, and it never ceases to amaze me how what we can deal with every every day of the year in terms of the house isn't acceptable when we have company, amen? All of a sudden, it's... But there's a reason for that, and like our kid, now we have kids that are having birthday. Okay, birthdays we, today. We're
0: having birthdays today, yeah. And so we had a gussy up. Birthdays I mean, not today. gussy
1: up. We put a couple. We threw some newspapers away off the table, and we <laughs> and uh, we we um, swiffered we the swiffered floor. the kitchen floor, uh, tile there. They, no offense, kids, we didn't go crazy, but we straightened up a little bit so you could at least have a plate place to put your plate for lunch. Because they're family, you know. You know how family. But these out of town guys, we see maybe once, twice, three times a year. That's company. You know, and there's a difference, family and company. Can I get an amen? Amen. And company, the house doesn't look at all like it does for just family. And the reason we do that is because we want to make sure that they know that we were expecting them, right? We want to make sure that they know that we're glad they're there, that they're welcome, and this is just a great celebration that they're here and we're going to have a great time together.
0: So we've been joking a little bit about our house. Actually, it is no joke. Um, Aaron and (laughs) Kyle were in last service. Devin and TC, you hear this. Turner, you hear this. All hands on deck the next few days.
1: It's dead serious.
0: But you know what? The church needs to be the same way. (coughs) The church needs to be the same way, and it's just not for special occasions. It's each and every Sunday. There are people every single week who are visiting us for the very first time, and we need to be ready. I mean ready. When they drive up, we need people in the parking lot to say, I'm so glad that you're here, people at the door, people at the ramp, people in here, to help them feel welcome so that they can, you know, just receive this feeling of warmth so that um, they're not so confused about what, we're all about. It's so important that we welcome them and give them the help that they need.
1: And if it's their first time, they got they don't know where to go. They say they got kids. Heck, I don't even know which which room the kids go to. They somebody newer has got to have somebody help them, right? So we have people who are here to help them find where to take the children. When they get to that room, there better be somebody there. We can't just leave a kid in an empty room, can we? Uh, go ahead, kid. We'll see you later. We've got teachers and caregivers there to care, right? Otherwise, that wouldn't be very welcoming, and the people certainly wouldn't want to leave their children in that empty room. And we got to be there on time. Uh they're on, they'll be here in ten minutes. Can you just cool out? You'll miss a little bit, but it's, it's we can't do that. It's like we weren't ready, was it? We got to be ready. We got to be in place. We got to have. Hey, we're glad you're here and we're ready for you.
0: So they drop their kids off. It's going to get really easy come December 2nd because a lot of them go in through one door <coughs> and the others go that way. But they drop their kids off and then they come into the worship center. And once again, there's got to be people, all of us, to turn to say hello. You know, sometimes I I stand here and I watch people come in the door and I'm like, Hey, people, there's somebody coming in the door, and they don't know where to sit. You know, we need to be ready to say, hey, I'm so glad you're here. You know, have a seat or, you know, really quiet to tell them, come this way. They don't know where to go. And so it's important to be ready for our company.
1: And then uh, the service starts where we have a a priest, you know. What, What would happen if it came time for the service to start? You know, we're used to having a praise team, but it sounds like they've practiced the song once or twice, right? <laughs> That's they they have ten
0: times, yeah. A
1: couple of times, because they have, because we want, what if you came in and saw a couple guys up here, and the guy said, uh, uh, I'm going to grab my guitar, why don't you grab some sticks, and we'll just kind of hey, jam a little bit. And can you
0: find that piece of music for if, me? If you guys know
1: the words, sing, but if not, oh, well, sorry, listen up, maybe you can, that wouldn't be very welcoming, would it? that's not at all what we try to do because we want to make sure if somebody everybody knows what we're doing and we want to be prepared and actually we want to give with excellence because we want to give god our best and we want to welcome with our best to let you know that we care and we're glad you're here
0: we could go on and on with this scenario but i think you get the point yeah yeah You know, it's just not Sunday morning, though. There's a lot of stuff that goes on through the week, and it's important to be ready. And so we only have one chance to make a good first impression. Let's say that together. You never get a second chance to make a good first impression. People make a decision whether they're going to come back, often long before Alan and I or Lori ever get to speak. And so it's important for them to feel welcome. It's important for them to not feel like they're entering this foreign country and that they're an outsider, but they're welcomed into the body of Christ. Mm.
1: Now, it's an interesting thing, the church, because the church is like the only organization in the world that's geared for those who aren't part of it, isn't it? It's the only place where being an insider means that you're going to bend over backwards to welcome and reach out to the outsider. Yeah, it's, it's the only place where the privilege, like those guys who stepped up today and, you know, We're a little different. A lot of churches have a huge membership and a a third to a fifth coming to... Ours has this many come to worship and this many who have decided to become disciple members. Interesting. and um, That's a good thing. But the only place where the privilege of membership (laughs) means that you have a, a great responsibility for those who aren't even here yet. Pretty wild. It's a place where we do everything we can to break down the barriers that would keep someone from coming and joining us to share in the good news of Jesus Christ. It's, it's, a, place where we, it's a place where we eliminate those hurdles that are going to keep people from getting where we hope they would be, where they need to be. It's a place where each and every one of us is called to serve, and to serve with everything we've got. And here's why. Because our service matters. What we do here makes a difference.
0: Because here at Connection, Here at Connection, we are here, not just Alan and Lori and I, but we, all of us, are here to share the greatest, the most compelling, (coughs) the most spine-tingling, the most love-filled story that's ever been told. And that's that Jesus came into the world to free us from ourselves, to save us, so that we can have life and, and hope and faith, and we don't have to go through any of this alone. We're not these lone rangers, but that Jesus would come and sacrifice himself for each one of us. That is better than anything we could ever read, any movie we could ever see, anything we could ever experience. That the one true God came to change our dark into light, our mourning into joy, Are you know for mercy and grace? Why would we ever want to put up barriers and not be ready for the guest who needs to hear the good news along with the rest of us? That's why we serve because the story and the relationship with Jesus Christ is too important. And so, here's the thing as I said a few minutes ago. We're all in this together. Everything that we do matters. And so if this is your first time today, you can listen, but this doesn't apply to you. If you've been coming for a little while or if you've been coming for a long time and you're kind of sitting in the spectator place, it's time to step it up and be a participant. All hands on deck because God needs you. We do. We're heading into uh, the Christmas season. I mean, this is the time when more people make a decision to try Jesus than any other time of the year and to be able to use your gifts the way God has you wired. We would like to share uh, a video of a couple of the servants here. There's a lot of servants at Connection, but a couple servants uh, who are here to share their story. Take a look.
2: Well, I uh,
0: helped to... Uh assemble the programs and um, so that people as we hand them out I think it helps people a little bit uh, connecting with Jesus and the life that he offers and uh, I think it's an important part
2: of uh,
0: welcoming people here
2: currently I help with the uh, tech group in Alpha Um, I'm also a small group leader in alpha I uh, serve as a trustee and uh, in the near future I'll be uh, running tech for the garage um, my experience with alpha um, I guess led me to have a I guess a passion for that program alpha was uh, very life-changing and uh, from that experience um, when Alpha ended um, I wanted to give back. Helping with the uh, 252 program um, I have uh, two small daughters um, and um, just an interest in the kids ministry um, having an interest in what they experience um, often when we get home there's uh, uh, an excitement and uh, a joy that they get that we get to hear about uh, the things they did in their class and. Um, uh, it uh, seemed like a neat opportunity to uh, serve, but also uh, be a part of what uh, my daughters get to be a part of uh, on Sunday. I help out at set up with Alpha. I usher and I help out at the Sunday school. To me, to me, what happens at Sunday school, like when kids come and they learn more about God, I feel like that they come to want more of God, like that they want to learn more about God, and when they learn, it's stuff that I don't even know.
3: My husband Brian and I coordinate the ministry for 6th to 12th graders here at Connection. I think that working in um, the youth ministry at Connection is extremely important because our teenagers are hungry to get to know more about Jesus, but they need loving, caring adults to help guide them on that journey. Those teenage years are really rough and um, we can really help them by getting them connected with Jesus and the life that he offers. I've been doing youth ministry for quite a while. When I was in middle school, I remember very clearly sitting in my bedroom and thinking about some hard times that my friends were going through and thinking, I just wish I could quit school and do youth ministry. So my freshman year in high school, I began as a student leader to middle school students. And God has just continued to get me excited about working with teenagers. And since that freshman year in high school, all the way till now, God has been using me to serve in youth ministry. And it's an exciting ministry where you really get to see lives change on a regular basis.
1: Just a small sample, a very small sample, of those who are serving here at Connection, and but with that, we're inviting you to jump in and serve. We're inviting you to jump in. If you're already serving, praise the Lord! <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. If you're already serving, but we encourage you to do this today. Do a little self inventory in your where you're serving. Is it really? I like to say, spinning your beanie. Is it? Is it connecting? I mean, are you like thriving there? Do you love it? Can you not wait to do what you do when you serve? Because if you can't, you know, if you're dreading it, if you're going, oh, I gotta go do that again, that's probably not where you're supposed to be serving. That's probably not where God wants you to be spending your time and talent. Because we we need to thrive. We want to give it with excellence, and we gotta love. Now I know there's always some places in the church where. There might be a, a, a serving place where somebody has to kind of, I understand that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about is this where you're really connecting and thriving in that place of service where you're feeling God has called you to be there. And if you feel it hasn't, it's time to find the place that it is.
0: And if you're not serving, we encourage you to just jump in, dive in. There's a brochure in your program. Pull it out. and you kind of pull, pull it, out. it out? Let's see it. I mean, it's pull called it the I program. Serve brochure. Well, make sure you got one. Inside, there are lots of different serving opportunities, ways you can get connected. Here's the really cool thing. Like, uh, Pastor Lori oversees this, and um, and then there's crew leaders. And so you're not going to be like, hey, I want to volunteer in the nursery. (laughs) Well, you're not going to be put in the nursery without some help. There's a crew leader. There's a job description. And we're going to work through this with you. If you've had a bad experience with serving before, Can you give us another chance? We'd really like to have another shot at this. If you've never done it, just dive in. If you, you know, commit, like, I'll try this and you don't like it, talk to Lori and we'll switch around and find something. Because each one of us, there's a purpose and plan for us in this church to serve God in a very meaningful way.
1: I'm curious that everybody, oh, you can't be too old, I well, you can be too young because we don't want infants. But, you know, but it comes down. I mean, the teenagers, uh, I'm thinking about this, my high school guys in the youth group and all, we, we need you. You know, God's calling you to serve. I, I was talking to a couple guys the other day. We're going to possibly start something here, and they're ideally suited. I talked to a couple of them. They're all cranked up. Got a couple guys over here. Every Sunday after church, these guys say, today, you know, stack and share. Let me tell you. Not today,
0: though. Don't stack today. today. Yeah. Thanks for everything you do every week, though.
1: You know, and I don't know if they realize how crucial that is because that allows the youth group to have space because we have limited space here. It allows us to have space for them to connect with Jesus, life he offers. There's a place of service for everybody here. You know, like I'm thinking about the high scores again. We sometimes think, you're the church of the future. No, you're not. You're the church of right now. It's happening right here and right now, and we need everybody to serve, serve others, serve others. And serve God through serving others.
0: So we ask every single person in this place to read this, to pray about it. If it's your first time, you can read it and look over it, but we don't have the same expectation. Take a look at it. See where God you know what you're willing to try out, and Lori is going to be in the lobby. She is. Uh, she told Alan she will answer any, any you question have, any this question any question that you have. And so go talk to her, and she can't wait to get you connected Ask Lori in the serving any ministry. Okay. okay,
1: okay. So get the brochure. If you, if you can't complete it today, get it complete. But we'd love to have you look through that and go, "Wow, that's me." Check it out. If you find in six weeks it's not you, that's okay. we got more brochures. You can check off a new place. It'll work. We just need you serving. Everybody's serving. And serving where God's calling you to. And if there's a place that's not on there he's calling you, let us know. We'll hook you up. Okay? Let's pray. Holy God. Wow. I just pray you'll help each of us here, Lord. I help you. I help us to be a church church that is as welcoming as possible, a church where we are open to new people coming in, where we're ready, where we're expecting, where we've done what it takes to let people know that we want them and expect them and invite them to be here. I pray that each one here will use their gifts, their talents, their passion, not only for your glory and for the help of each other, but to serve you and serve those around them through the church. I pray that you'll give each of us the strength and the courage to do what you're calling us to do. We ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ and the power of your Holy Spirit. And all those gathered here today said, Amen. Amen.